0: heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, Lord, this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. We pray for this nation this morning, Lord. We pray for peace on the nation of America and throughout this world. We pray for those that we love, our families, and those that we know, those on our jobs. We pray for peace this morning. Not the peace that the world knows, but the peace that only you can bring. We pray for that peace on every soul. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Sister, could you continue just to play softly over there? Just to play softly. The presence of God is very strong in this place right now. Can you feel it? So I want to be careful not to offend the presence of God. I'm going to take my time this morning. And we're going to let God have his way. Amen. Talking about Peace talking about doing things God's way. Last week, Pastor Derek spoke on hope. And wouldn't you agree that any characteristic of God is God's characteristic, and the only way that we could have it is to have a peace of God. In other words, for us to be born again, born into this life of peace, this life of hope, we have to know Jesus. Pastor Warren got up just a few minutes ago and he gave his testimony on how he came about this peace in his life, a peace that transcends all things known to man in this world. I'm so glad this morning that I know the peace of God in my life. The Hebrew transliteration of peace is shalom. I'm sure we all, we've heard that many times. The word shalom. But before I get into shalom and eri, uh, erene, which is the Greek of peace, I want to s- try to sing a little song that I have a friend of mine who's Hebrew and he calls me from, uh, from Israel on a regular basis. And he, One of the things he says to me, if I'm on, not on the telephone, he'll leave, a, he'll leave a, an idiom and he'll say shalom salaria, Shalom, or he'll say, Shalom, my friend. We used to sing this song years ago when I first got saved, and it goes like, Shalom, my friend, Shalom, my friend, Shalom, Shalom, I give you my love, and I give you my joy, Shalom, Shalom, then it goes, Peace, my friend, peace, my friend, peace, oh, peace. I give you my love, and I give you my joy, peace, oh, peace. I love to sing that song. It makes me think about when I finally get a chance to be in the presence eternally with God. Now, I want to give you a definition very quickly. If you would turn, first of all, your scripture, uh, your Bible to the scripture of 1 Peter. First chapter, where we left off last week, and I want to sort of springboard off of what Pastor used as scripture last week, and then we're going to move on from there. But uh, before we go there, I want to give a definition of shalom. The Hebrew word shalom transliterates to peace, <coughs> the English word peace. And shalom is a Hebrew word meaning peace, completeness, welfare, and can be used inomatically to mean both hello and goodbye. Shalom, my friend. Shalom, my friend. It can be used uh, as a blessing. Pray that blessing. Whenever someone prays for you uh, in a way of uh, peace, accept it. I tell you what, it, it's not just a, a word. It's the Hebrews, uh, they use words because they have so much of a meaning and an impact. <clears throat> so it refers to either peace between two entities, especially, listen to this, between man and God, or between two countries, or to the well being, welfare, or the safety of an individual or a group of individuals something about the word shalom. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how long you've been around that word. I've heard that word. But it's something about that word shalom. It's just, just to say it. it. brings about a soothing feeling. Shalom. Shalom, my friend. Shalom, my friend. First Peter 1, <coughs> chapter 1 and 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the strangers scattered throughout Punctus Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Verse 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God and the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. That's where the pastor stopped last week about the peace being multiplied. And I want to sort of, work from there this morning. First of all, I wanted to say something about what Peter was doing here. Peter was given first his salutation, and then Peter wanted to deal and encourage the people uh, (coughs) at that time, the believers, because they were just in the beginning stages of Romans' ban on Christianity. And so persecution was just starting. And martyrdom was just starting. And so these people needed something some substance to hold on to to continue to be the people that they had been up until then they needed something that could that could give their souls a sense of peace and so peter decided to give a little teaching on peace what does the word shalom mean <clears throat> as well it also means to make amends there's an alt between you and a brother, or if that's something that bothers you in order to keep that peace. Scripture says, follow peace with all men, holdings without, no man shall see the Lord. You go to that brother, and you say, brother, something bothered me that you said just the other day. I just want to talk to you about it. I want to make sure that, you know, either I misunderstood you, or I understood you this way. Can you clarify that? So it gives this brother a chance to, to clarify what was said so that there will continue to be peace between the two of us so peace makes amends shalom to make good don't you want to be in good with those that are around you not for the sake of compromising what you believe in and who you are but you want don't you want to make it where you could live in harmony with the, the the people next to you or around you This is what it's all about. To be at peace, to make peace, to restore, it is peace. It means peace itself. It means prosperity. It means wellness. And finally, it means wholeness. Shalom covers a multitude of life issues that we deal with. So the next time some Jewish person walks up to you and says, Shalom, my friend, receive it. Receive it. Now, there, we have to understand that there are two piece, types of pieces that we can look at. We can look at the peace of the world. Pastor Warren was talking about that just briefly, briefly just a while ago, peace of the world and peace of God. Now, the peace of the world is what I want to talk about just a little bit here and making, making a little bit of an um, Uh, an example of what uh, the Lord said that we should stay away from and then I want to go to God's peace. But first of all, how many of you in this place this morning have accomplished something in this life that you're very proud of? For example, how many of you have gone on to school after grade school to receive uh, bachelor degrees, master degrees, doctorate degrees? Can I get a hand? Somebody, I know, that's, I know we've got educated people here, I already know this. So all of you have, some t- have, have reached that point in your life an education when you said, I've, reached, I've done this. I've reached that point in my life. I've gone on and I've made myself uh, push until I obtain what I've set out to obtain. And that is a better education for myself. Now we have to understand there's nothing wrong with education. There's nothing wrong with obtaining anything in this life that's good because the scripture lets us know that he desires that we have things that are good. But we have to understand this, that the things of this life are just that, they're temporal. So the peace that you obtain in obtaining that degree that you've obtained is only for a short time. Paul said, well, there's knowledge and all of these things when he was speaking about us finally getting into the presence of God and the peace of God, he said, "All of this is going to come to, a st- come to a halt. So, you know, you felt good about the degree. Maybe some of you have gotten degrees in your family, and you're the only person in that family that has received a degree the degree of going to college. And you feel proud of it, and you should be. But you have to understand that it's a short-lived peace. And it only goes so far in this life. How many of you have taken on jobs that you set out to accomplish, and somehow it was in your grasp, and you got it? Come home and say, honey, guess what? I got that job. First thing mama's going to ask you is, how much, honey? (laughs) How much are you making, sweetie? I got that job. That's a sense of accomplishment. That's there's a, there's a sense of peace. Is it wrong to have that sense of confidence and feeling of peace? No. Not a thing in the world wrong with it. But you have to understand that this is not the peace that God was talking about when he said he would bring peace to us. Hold on. We're going to get to where I'm trying to get to in just a little bit. He mentioned it just a while ago. That peace is so short-lived. Especially when you become married excited about that bride got a young married couple right here and it is so wonderful to share your new bride and you brag about her you talk about her tell everybody about the good things about that honey of yours and can't wait to get home to your honey when you get off from work in the afternoons and everything is just wonderful that's a sense of peace brother (laughs) but I'm going to tell you live a little bit (laughs) and that peace stays peaceful (laughs) there you go however not even that peace is the peace that God has called us to We have kids after we get married. They grow up. And it's strange how you see each one of those little rascals, even at that age, they have their own little personalities. And just the, the fact that, that you got a little bundle of joy to go home to is an exciting thing. Can't wait to get home to that baby. And then you watch that r- little rascal grow up. Because we're all born shape and shaped in iniquity. And want to give me that. That's mine. And one may be just as real passive as he or she could be. And then one may be strong-willed. And you go, wow, look at that. Look at that. And you claim these as to be yours. These are my children. I love them. And there's a piece about that. But you give it a few years and let those rascals grow up. And they start to make decisions. And sometimes, you know what I mean, brother? <laughs> I never thought my baby would do me like that. Where is the peace, Lord? (laughs) I'm talking about the peace of this world. It's all good, though, people. Trust me. These are things that we live and we experience, and there's nothing evil about it in the sense of being evil. However, it's short-lived, and it's not the peace that God has called us to. It's not the eternal peace that the word shalom means, salvation, soteria. It's not the eternal peace. But it is a source of peace. Aren't you happy? I see Papa with his arms around his baby girl over there. That's a sense of peace, the comfort being under her daddy's arms. She being with her husband, knowing that her husband is a minister, he loves God, and sitting in, in the presence of God here today as a family, that's a sense of peace this morning, folk. Is there anything wrong with that sense of peace? No, God desires that we have that. However, God wants us to understand that we get our our true peace from him. We're going to get there in a little bit. But I want to lay a foundation. Feel feels so good just to be with the people you love. Can I get amen? amen? Is there anything wrong with that this morning? Is it Sister, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. <laughs> Does it feel good for you to be sitting here with your babies, both your babies and your honey? Sure enough. show sure you're right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Does it feel good wi- for you to be here with your baby this morning and your, and your daughters? That's a good thing. God wants us to feel that way. But he wants, he wants us to understand where our limits of true peace really lie. That's why, that's why he said what he said in Deuteronomy 23 and 6 to the Israelis regarding the peace of the world. Deuteronomy 23 and 6. Turn there with me, if you will. There are different types of peace even in this world. There's a healthy peace that we have with families, with accomplishments, things that God has given us. And then there's that peace that's not so healthy, that's selfish, wants to do things my way. You ever heard this old saying, honey, it's either my way or the highway. Well, see, now, God didn't call us to that kind of peace. (laughs) I'm mimicking a grandma Thou shalt, n- <clears throat> Thou shalt not seek their peace nor their prosperity all thy days forever. Now, this scripture that was spoken was spoken of the Moabites and the Ammonites who were cursed because of their selfishness on, on God's people. They had hired Balaam the prophet, that lying prophet, to go and curse God's people for selfish reasons so that they could have peace. God said, I didn't call you to that sort of peace. I don't want you to associate with that sort of peace. That's not what I called you to. That cannot save you. I am God and only God, and I'm the one that's saved, and me and me only. Here is where you find peace, Israel, in me and not in them, not in the things of this world. Focus on me, is what he's saying. See, the world's idea of peace is far from the idea that God has for us in regards to peace this morning. It's far deeper than we could understand, much deeper than we could understand. Or we have a glimpse. Paul said, we see through a glass how darkly, but we don't understand it in full. There's an old song we used to say back home, sing back home, some of the old blacks. We'll understand it better by and by. Now that is the fullness, that is the completeness of peace, Pastor Warren. Because when we see him, what? We shall be like him. He tells me in His Word that on that day that He comes to us and He rewards us, that He's going to wipe away every tear from every eye and we will cry no more. No more crying. No more dying. No more heartaches. No more pain. Peace. Eternally. Shalom. That's what it means this morning. And that takes me To another one of the Old Testament uh, examples of world peace. I know you're pretty familiar with the story of Samuel, 1 Samuel 8 and 5. When the elders came to Samuel because of his carnal sons who were also, he wanted to make them judges over Israel. But they were not exactly men of character. They were not men who had uh, proven themselves to be men of God. And so the elders, they all come to, uh, came to Samuel and said, now, <clears throat> now they had the right mindset, but they went about it the wrong way. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, speaking of Samuel, Thou sons walk not in thy ways. They were not godly. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Let me tell you, everything is not greener on the other side when it comes to the peace of God in our lives. You understand what I'm trying to say? Don't judge your church according to the church out here and out here and out here because nobody is perfect. Let me share something with you. If you think you, you're going to find a perfect church every time you step into the church doors, you're going you're to find the church is no longer perfect perfect because you're there (laughs) amen see I had to learn that years ago as a young man myself when God places you somewhere he places you there for a reason for a season that season may be your entire life it may be for a few years it's God's business not yours you are bought with the price and you're not your own you belong to him so if you want peace you've got to follow him follow after peace So he said your sons man they're not doing the right thing. They had it right. They had it all right when they said that. But then they said and they already knew what God had said in regards to following him. Then they come right down and then they took on the mindset of carnality when they said now make us a king uh, to judge us like all nations. Come on Israel you know better than that. What is wrong with you? So the Lord spoke to Samuel, to talk to the people regarding peace. He said, now listen, if I give you this king, he's going to tax you. He's going to take your daughters, take your sons. He's going to enslave you. He's going to do all sorts of things. This is not peace. This is not wholeness. This is not completeness. This is not wellness, Israel. This is not the peace that I've called you to. This isn't a peace that I have called you to as a people, as my people. I've called you out unto myself. I called you to save you, to deliver you, to make you a people that are set apart, not a people that are the same. But you know what? Those rascals, they wouldn't hear of it. and eh. We don't want to hear it. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. That's what the kids say now. Talk to the hand. That's what the world's all about now. If it ain't my way, it's the highway. Talk to the hand. I want to do it my way. Lord, we want us a king. All right. Samuel, the people aren't upset with you, they're upset with me. Give it to them. And did he give it to them? He being God. From that point on, as you know, you know your scripture. They had turmoil after turmoil after turmoil, and then they prayed, God, give us peace. No, they didn't have any restoring from that time. They didn't have any peace that time. They didn't have any prosperity. They didn't have any wellness. They didn't have any wholeness. They didn't have a, a, a sense of being at peace, nor were they making amends because they got their comeuppance, like we say back home down south. Boy, you're going to get your comeuppance and they got their comeuppance, I'm telling you, God has a peace for us, and it's not like the peace of this world, trust me, it's far from it. His peace is not like the peace of this world, thank God it isn't, because we'd all be in trouble. You know, that takes me back to what the Lord said regarding his thoughts for us, the peace that he has for us, and the fact that he's God and we're not. Here's what he said in Isaiah 55 and verse 8. If you want to, turn there with me. Because he knows our frame, David said. He knows our makeup. He knows our thoughts are far off. So when he does what he does, that sometimes it may not seem right to you and I. And we can't make out why we are experiencing in life what we're experiencing. Just hold on, because peace is a coming. Somebody say amen. Amen. I said hold on, because peace is a coming. And I'm not talking about the peace of this world. I'm talking about the peace of Jesus Christ. He has a way of bringing us into peace And after we've gone through the trials that we have gone through, we come out and we look back. See, hindsight is always the best. You look back and say, now I see why I went through what I went through in order to get to where I am today. But it's not that easy when you're going through. That's why he says, follow by faith. That's why he says, follow me and do the things that I say and obey me so we can have that peace. Okay, very quickly. Isaiah 55 and 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are than your thoughts. But moving on to verse 12, he says, for ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. See, now, because I'm God and my ways are so much better and higher than yours, all you have to do is to take my hand and follow me. I know it's difficult. I know it is. I was at Volvo having my car, one of my car service. They let me come back in the back a lot of times because a lot of times I do work on my own car. I don't have the tools. They let me go in and do the work, and they won't charge me for it sometimes, little things, you know, small things, small little mechanical parts that I can put on real quickly, and they just won't charge me let me go. Well, I had I had to order on my, my V eight Volvo, I had to order uh coil packets, eight of those bad boys, and it's pretty expensive. So we were putting those on back there and um one of the gas lines pinched and <laughs> gas went all into my eyes. I literally all in my face, all down and it hit right here they all rolled down, just run down into my eyes. And I was like, and uh the uh, the head tech who was worked with me, he said, "Hey, Bubba, Bubba, let me have your hand." He grabbed my hand. He said, "Follow me. Check this out. I need you real quick. I want you to grab my hand, and I want you to just carry me around. With my eyes closed, and I'm kind of go at a, at a brisk pace. Don't go too slow. Just go at a brisk pace. Take me around. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. And and so that's, this is what I was doing the whole time. So uh, I mean, there was no peace in him fa- taking me around the place because I couldn't trust him. I didn't know where I was going. There was a car here. There was a car there. There was a a motor that was set on on a shelf here. And he was taking me quickly down through the the place. And he wanted me to trust me. He kept saying, Bubba, don't pull back. I said, I can't see. And you're moving too fast. I can't have peace at that. So God is warning us this morning. Thank you, brother. God is warning us this morning to have peace in the way when, when he takes our hand into his hand. And when he carries us in the direction that he carries us, he wants us to follow him by faith. Now, he won't do me like Pastor just did me. He took me real fast down the aisle, you know, even though I told him to do that. (laughs) He won't do me that fast. He'll take us slowly. He'll allow us to learn our steps, to know where we're going, to follow him. Because, you know, practice makes perfect. And after a while, you've heard some old folks say, baby, I've gone down this this road a long time now, and I ain't tired yet. Baby, I've been through all kinds of trials. I've seen things, and I'm not tired. You know, they can say that because they've practiced this thing called Christianity, and they've learned peace comes through their obedience in Christ. And so when they follow him, they follow his lead, they find that there is no trouble. It's been said that pilots have been caught in storms. And while in the storms, in in the storm, somehow that storm would catch that plane and throw it right in the center, right into the eye of the storm. And there is where that pilot found peace and solace, if you will, for a while. I've heard stories, I've read documents on pilots that said that it was the most calm place that they had ever been flying in the air. And just seconds before, they thought that the aircraft, the the complete fuselage would just break apart because of the violence of the storm. But there's silence, a solace in the midst of a storm. What are you saying? I'm saying there's peace in obedience. You can't go wrong with obedience. Another quick story is my son, he's in the army now. Some of the things he listened, some of the things he didn't listen, he's finding out for himself. And he told me recently, he said, Dad, I'm seeing now what you said to be true because this and this, as long as I do this, this happens. When I forget what you say, and I'll do things my way. He said, this happens. I said, son, if there's a pattern in being successful in life as a whole, if you just follow procedure. See, there is procedure in life, whether we like it or not. When I get grown, young people, I'm going to do things my way. Trust me, you won't do it your way. Not if you want to be successful. Because if you want peace in your life, you're going to pay your bills. If you want peace in your life, you're going to take on a job. You're going to be responsible. You're going to be someone who adds positively in the community if you want peace. Now, if you don't want peace, you can go ahead and do just the opposite and get yourself locked up. You can go and get yourself in some trouble. And then you'll find that peace will elude you and you will be asking for peace. Trust me, he desires that we have peace in the most fullest way known to man. So yeah, for ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know my thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you what an expected end. What are you saying? I'm saying, when it's all said and done, we will see Jesus, the king of peace, we will see Jesus, an expected end. Now, I want to move on t- real quickly to the, new ge- the, the uh, Greek definition, irene. Irene is the Greek definition of peace. It describes harmonious relationships between men. uh, The example of that in Scripture would be Matthew 10 and 34, and I'll read that. Romans 14 and 19, between nations, Luke 14 and 32, Acts 12 and 20, Revelation 6 and 4. And I want to go very quickly to this word we call Christmas, and I want to move into this so I can bring this to a close. The Latin word Christmas is Christ Mass, the Spanish word Christmore, and we find all of this right here in this beautiful book we call the Gospel of Matthew, the first chapter. Here's where peace came that we are celebrating today in the way that we know it. He brought it more abundantly to us. He brought it in a sense that we could understand it, for he gave his life for ours a ransom, so that we could be bought back from this world of, of despair and sin and turmoil and give us peace. Not peace just now, but peace eternally and spiritually. Here's where it all began, folk. Actually, it began before then, but here's where it begins in the sense of the Christmas story as we know it. Matthew 1 and 21 through 23, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Peace. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, check it out, the word check it out is another word for behold, so behold is 23rd verse, behold. A virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Here is where we see the story begin and begin to unfold. Aren't you glad that he brought, he gave himself a ransom for our sins so that we could have peace and have it eternally this morning? Amen. I am so glad that he came for me. And he brought that peace in a more full way um, that I might spend eternity with him. So the peace bearer came on the scene only to share with us that of his love, that his love for us in peace we need. It brings stability, it brings hope, and it brings assurance. Instability, Acts 24 and 12 and 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. Hope. First Thessalonians 5 and 23, and assurance, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 24. Amen. I'm so glad that that word, shalom, brought salvation to my wretched soul. I'm, I'm so glad that I can leave this life knowing that when it's all said and done, I can hear him say, if I live my life accordingly, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's my peace this morning, because this life is so temporal. If I live to be 150 years old, it will not measure up to eternity. And so I live my life as if I'm living it now in eternity. Because my life is going to be required of me when I step and stand before the Lord God. The word declares to me that there's going to be a time in the book of Revelation that everybody, great and small, will stand before him and there will be a silence in heaven at the span of 30 minutes. Can you imagine standing in the awesome presence of the Almighty for some 30 minutes, saying nothing, looking, wondering what's going to be next, what's going to be said next, what God is going to do with you as an individual next? If we live our lives right now with obedience unto him, grab him by the hand and follow him, follow peace with all men, heaven would be ours for the asking. Isaiah 9 and, 16, uh, 9 and 6, and bringing this all to a head, wonderful thing about our God, here's the prophetic words Concerning the God that we know that we see in the book of Matthew, it's all coming to fruition. Here is what he's saying. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Check it out. Listen to what it's saying here, folks. There's a lot being said here. And his name shall be called wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou Thou will him in perfect peace, well, keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him because he trusted in thee. Verse 7 of of chapter 9 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to to order it, to establish it, judgment and which justice from henceforth even forever the Lord of hosts will perform it. His name is Jesus. And he came some time ago, robed himself in flesh, and walked among us. And then eventually gave himself ransom for my sins, for your sins, and whosoever will, that we might have peace. Not the peace of this world, but that we might have peace. In a way that no man understands. Very quickly, I said I was going to, I was going to um, read the scripture out of Matthew twenty-four, and I wanted to read that. Matthew ten, I'm sorry, and thirty-four. Matthew's ten and thirty-four, and I want to m- read Matthew's ten and thirty-four before we close, because I want to make this point. That I made, I mentioned earlier, Matthew ten and thirty-four. Look at my notes here with that. Ten and thirty-four. I'm going to read it, and then I want to make an explanation of, give an exegesis of what's going on here. Think not that I come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Now Jesus explained. His message delivered in a re- to a rebellious and a wicked world would not meet, uh, would not be met with uh, anything but hostility. So what he was saying was, I'm bringing peace that I know peace because I'm bringing peace of salvation. And the world will not receive that because they expect me to come with a sword as a king to bring w- armies, to set up kingdoms but I didn't come to bring that I come to bring my love to you this is what I died this is what I was born lived and I'm going to die for is for the sake of bringing you back to me so that you could live with me all eternity in a peaceful sense and I wanted to make that point because um, people wonder about what did Jesus mean when he said I didn't come to bring peace I came to bring you know division well what he meant that i'm bringing the gospel i'm bringing salvation and the world is not willing and ready to receive it so here's what i'm bringing to you i'm bringing love very quickly let me say this here we have set forth the character of emmanuel who will bring this deliverance He will come into the world as a baby born to the Hebrew people, a gracious gift of God to them. He will rule God's kingdom with God's authority. He will be a wonder of a counselor. That is, as a person of two distinct nature, God and man, he will truly be a wonder from Jehovah. And as one who alone has the words of eternal life, he will be a counselor like none other. As mighty God, he will be the the irresistible battle champion who will obtain the final victory in the arena of history. As everlasting father, he will not be not only lord of eternity, but the author of eternal life to the redeemed. As the prince of peace, he will bestow what shalom, peace, implies in its fullest meaning, help to the sin-sick soul, a sound and healthy relationship between sinners and God. Is it making any sense this morning? I'm hoping that it's making some sense this morning because it isn't about the things of this life. It isn't about how much you have. It isn't about how much you've acquired. It isn't about who you are, the fame that you have acclaimed. It isn't about any of these things. However, it is about Jesus Christ. I said it is about Jesus Christ. And one day, we will see him, and we shall be like him. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to stop here because it's a whole lot better. I told pastor, it's a whole lot better to stop it short than to have people to say, why did you stop so soon? We wanted to hear more than, wow, he went on and on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Blessings to you. God bless you.